This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. All right, welcome to the show. My name is Adam Ritz. I want to thank our underwriter, Vibonomics, right off the start. And welcome our co-host, Jay Baker, who is on the phone. Hi, Jay. How are you? I am doing great, Adam. I hope you are, too. Having a good week. Uh, enjoying the uh, the weather. Uh, we've had some, some decent temperatures here and there in uh, second and third summer. Uh, if you're in uh, a part of the country where by now you're used to wearing jackets, I mean, we've got uh, still some high 70s and 80s. Uh, that should end soon, so get your jacket back out. Uh, but I've had a pretty good uh, week, good weekend. Glad to hear you have, too. Uh, I wanted to start uh, right out of the gate with uh, a great story um, with Netflix, Chadwick Boseman, and Howard University. Uh, Netflix announced recently they will uh, have a $5.4 million Chadwick A. Boseman scholarship at Howard University. And if you're not familiar with names or entertainment, Chadwick Boseman was uh, the actor who portrayed Black Panther, uh, a, an unbelievable career, uh, acting career, at his young age, and we lost him recently to, I believe, colon cancer. He had a, a, a quiet, silent, silent battle he kept to himself. Most people didn't even know he had it until he passed away. I know I didn't know uh, anything about it until I heard he, he died, and it was just a gut punch, uh, especially for uh, Marvel fans. I'm a huge fan of the Marvel series and the Avengers and you know, the Black Panther uh, movies were awesome. He was so good in those movies. You've seen those, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. And as you said, that role was spellbinding and culturally changing. It showed that, you know, superheroes didn't have to be traditional. And you're absolutely correct. The The passing of him is huge because, as you said, that that could have been its own offshoot, the Black Panther sort of spinoff so oh, yeah the you're right it's, it's just a huge loss there well chadwick bozeman's legacy at howard university and his perspective impact on future generations continues with netflix partnering with howard university to establish a 5.4 million dollar scholarship in the late actor's name uh, so the chadwick a bozeman memorial scholarship will provide incoming students in the newly established College of Fine Arts a four-year scholarship to cover the full cost of university tuition. Uh, that is an amazing uh, a feat by uh, Netflix to throw their charitable donation hat into the ring there and uh, offer this four-year tuition, a four-year scholarship at Howard University in Chadwick Bozeman's name. Did you ever see the... Uh, the movie, I think it was called uh, 21 Bridges, uh, took place in Manhattan that Chadwick Boseman starred in. It, it had you nothing. You know, I, I did not see that one. I'm telling you, that's uh, uh, the end of this story is uh, a little movie recommendation from yours truly. Chadwick Boseman plays a, a police detective who's investigating a crime, and what they do is they close down all 21 bridges leading in and out of Manhattan to try to find the criminals. 
and it, it's a pretty good little movie, and and it's a it shows his range. You know, he wasn't just Black Panther. Uh, he was a great actor, and a, just such a loss uh, in the uh, arts community when he passed. Um, I also wanted to talk about real quick before we get to your stuff because I know you, I can always count on you for, for having just amazing <laughs> content in the uh, public affairs space. Uh, but Captain James T. Kirk, William Shatner, uh, is 90 years old, and he has, he is finally going to space. Did you see this headline? You know, I saw the headline <laughs> and didn't read the article. So, yeah, please tell me more. I think this is cool as all get out. So William Shatner, I mean, everybody knows him from something. And uh, he's the voice of uh, some sort of documentary show on on True TV or Bravo or, or maybe the History Channel. Uh, he, his voiceovers are, are amazing. Uh, and then dating back in his early career as Captain James T. Kirk on the Starship uh, USS Enterprise, I believe it was, the Star Trek television show. So he's been to space uh, countless times in fiction on that fictional TV show. Well, here at the age of 90, he is 90 years old. He is actually going into space with Jeff Bezos. <laughs> oh, that's great. So Bezos's space travel company called Blue Origin they announced this week that Shatner will be a crew member on board the New Shepard NS-18, which launches on October 12th. So right around the corner here this week, uh, Captain James T. Kirk is actually going to go into space. I think that's kind of cool. Now, not only is that cool, but my question would be, once he's in space, does he revert back to being the captain and then technically in charge of the entire voyage? If he doesn't go back through his <laughs> scripts and find some James T. Kirk lines to belt out when he's up there, uh, that would be some great audio when they come back down to Earth to check in. Uh, captain James T. Kirk log, you know, with the date, the space log. Yes, and, space log. Uh, Romulans. I don't even know what. We'll have to ask uh, Jim Parsons and Sheldon uh, for any uh, Star Trek uh, trivia that we can use. Um, now, you remember the absolute best part of the original Star Trek episodes is they would voyage to planets they'd never stepped foot on. So they, you know, have this landing party that they teleported down. And invariably, the crewman to the far right would be involved in something and end up deceased. <laughs> so <laughs> it was always potentially dangerous, but more so for the unnamed crew member who was from the Hollywood casting agency, you know? <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that, and they, you know what? They parodied that in uh, Galaxy Quest with Tim Allen. Did you see that one? Yes, that's such a brilliant movie. The, uh, the character played by Sam Rockwell had no name in the show, so he knew he was going to be the first one to die <laughs> on knew. the next space mission. <laughs> uh, and I'll wrap up my William Shatner uh, story with uh, some Halloween trivia. A lot of people know this already, but the uh, mask that Michael Myers wears in the original Halloween film was an altered Captain James T. Kirk mask that uh, was on sale at Halloween stores across the country. I'm sure you knew that, didn't you? I had heard that, yes. Uh, what they did was they took the mask uh, and spray-painted it white 
and then uh, I think they and then they added a wig to it. They added the hair to it. So as you this holiday Halloween season, as you rewatch Halloween Part One and Two, and uh, not so much the new ones in the remake. I think they've updated the mask, but those original ones, Part One and Part Two from the late seventies. Uh, that is a Captain James T. Kirk mask. And now at the age of 90, he's traveling into real space. I You're listening to the Adam Rich Show. We're online at adamritzshow.com. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at Adam Ritz and on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Adam Ritz Show. Jay Baker, happy October. It's that time of year again. It sure is. It's pumpkin spice weather, my friend. That's right. Uh, You know, we had an interesting incident that occurred during the week. Facebook and Instagram were out internationally for about four or five hours. And I don't know if I think you are not so social media up that you probably even noticed that it happened. Well, you know, during my work day, I'll pop on to do uh, outgoing messages to promote something uh, with the radio station or the, with uh, with our underwriter Vibonomics. But I don't I don't count on uh, that social media. I don't look at it for uh, incoming messages. I don't scroll the feed to find out what you had for lunch. Uh, or what celebrity took a selfie of themselves, I could care less. So it really didn't upset my day too much. Well, it was interesting that uh, Facebook and Instagram, which of course have thousands, if not millions of followers, noticed that they were out. And uh, we have always presented the philosophical question on the Adam Rich Show, perhaps them being away may show you a bit of perspective on your social media use. So we'll just leave that up to you, whether you think you might be overutilizing these platforms. But uh, it, it, of course, caused lots of comedy when Facebook and Instagram came back. Many sarcastic, wonderful comments appeared online. Yeah, I, I did see a lot of comments about how productivity in America went through the roof. And yes. While that is a great uh, joke, it's uh, like you said, it's it's a great sentiment to think. All right, how much time are you spending on social media? Um, let's maybe back that down a bit and spend some time in the real world. Uh, yes, you think about absolutely. when we were kids, and you know, th- these conversations have happened coast to coast for the last ten years about how people our age used to like our social media was having four kids stand on your porch knocking on the door saying can jay come out to play and that you know we got a lot of calories burned we uh played in the dirt and now kids today are just staying indoors and the social skills might be lacking because they're on a device all day and they're not getting healthy exercise or building up their heart or their muscles to carry them through the next 90 or 100 years. So uh, it's something something to think about. That, that next time a social media outage happens, take advantage of it and think, you know what, maybe we don't need to do this four, five, six hours every single day of our lives. I know yes, I, it didn't affect my life that much because uh, I don't depend on it, but I know there were 20-year-olds out there that, I mean, were in a panic because they couldn't post a picture on Instagram. <laughs> yes, Instagram specifically uh, does breed that uh, high level of need to have the platform up and running. And you live your life through your likes. You know how yep. that goes. Yep. Bert, 
Well, we were the one of the first uh, venues to report that the McRib sandwich is returning to the McDonald's lineup on November the 1st. But now Burger King has announced that because this has become a thing and it is, after all, October, they're going to have ghost pepper chicken nuggets added to their menu. Now that is a public service announcement. If I've ever heard one, uh, I thought you were going well, to talk you know, about the, the black bun. Do you remember the black bun they had a couple of years ago? Yes, and that uh, w- that was ill fated. Uh, yeah. Whoever came up with that apparently did not receive the uh, kudos that he thought he might. But ghost pepper cheese chicken nuggets. All right, uh, is the ch- is it real cheese infused in the in the chicken, or is this just uh, like Doritos dust sprinkled on top of the nugget? Well, basically, the sauce for the nuggets is going to be crafted from ghost pepper. And see, the ghost pepper thing has been a thing lately because uh, speaking of these different food challenges that show up on different social media platforms, uh, apparently eating ghost peppers is a thing to prove your prowess at handling extremely spicy food. Well, so the ghost you, pepper is the most supposedly the most uh, potent of peppers. It, it is. If you're, you know, don't mess around. If uh, yes, uh, Melissa, my girlfriend, she she loves the spicy food. She'll get the habanero, the ghost pepper. I'll take a bite. It is over the top hot. Be careful. <laughs> it is. Yes. It, it is not for amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. So, yes, uh, I, I, I always enjoy when these uh, mega food items come out. Could be a lot of fun. And, you know, you and I, we try to pass along as many tips and help, helpful hints as we can because we want our listeners to have a better life. This is a, a very interesting uh, tip, and it had never occurred to me in the past, but it is uh, something that's pertinent now. With all the changing weather, you might notice that some mornings, especially as the weather starts to get colder and the ground is still warm, that you might have to drive through some fog to get to where you're going. Yes. Now, the obvious thing about driving in fog is slowing down. That makes great sense, of course. And you probably have noticed this, Adam. You kind of, your intuition tells you, hey, there's fog, so I need more light. So you turn on your headlights and then you turn on your brights. But then you notice, hey, wait a minute. If I use my bright headlights, I actually see less. Correct. That's right. So you want to use the dim headlights. You want to follow the line on the right-hand side of the road. I thought that that was an interesting tip because, um, you know, you tend not to think of, uh, if, if I follow the center line, I may actually drive into oncoming traffic. So follow the line on the right side of the road if you have reduced visibilities. What if, and, what if there's no line uh, on the right side? Well, I'm putting that, you on the that, spot now, Mr. Expert. No, what if there's is, no line? That's a problem. You're right. If they say, hey, on the Adam Rich show, I, I heard follow the right line. Uh, obviously, if the right line is not available, I guess you would have to use the center line or just be extremely careful. But this was the tip that I thought this is absolutely brilliant. They suggested if you open your car window, you can hear other cars better. That is. That is Isn't that it's simple but brilliant? So simple. And brilliant. If your window's down, you'll be able to hear the the big tractor trailer that's about ready to run into you. That is simple and brilliant. 
<laughs> you might need to turn down your radio to have this be effective, but I thought that was pretty cool. Uh this is a kind of an interesting note. Uh, the European Union, which you hear a lot about because we here in America, we don't have the European Union, but our friends Great Britain do. So you probably have undoubtedly heard stuff. Uh, Brexit, you know, people being plus or minus on that particular topic, joining or getting away from the European Union. But the European Union is good because one of the things they do is to look at things like antitrust matters. And as you know, there's some controversy in our country about who controls the media, who controls social, uh, you know, social platforms, etc. Um, they had the EU antitrust lawyers uh, presenting that Google is too big of a monopoly in the European Union. Yet their proof was or the anti-proof of this is the Bing search engine, which is a competing company. The number one search term in Europe on Bing is Google. <laughs> so, so, so the antitrust lawyers said people are not using Google because they're forced to use Google. They're using Google because they want to use Google. And that was uh, kind of an interesting uh a little pattern that emerged that in is that, uh, so that cool. hearing. The the number one search item on Bing is yes. Google. Google head and shoulders. That is so cool. That's like the number one order uh, sandwich order at Burger King is the McRib. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would be exactly like that. The Oxford English Dictionary comes out very soon. And they added a bunch of K names. And the reason why K names became big is because of Korean influence. Uh, you and I had kind of heard the phrase K-pop. Mm -hmm. uh, this came into prominence about 2016 to reference music that emanates from Korea. But now they've uh, got all kinds of influence names, including K-drama, K-style, and K-food have been added to the Oxford English Dictionary. I will be darned. Uh, so that... you can say we need to get some K-food to go. And K-drama. Uh, what is that, like from Korean <laughs> television? Like, uh, yes. like a soap opera? Yes, yes. Uh, there may be a, a Korean soap opera that you could uh, binge watch. Did anybody as ever... As far as we know. Did... I mean, I just, this is such a stupid question. I'll say that first right off the top of my head. But <laughs> if, if Korean popular music is now known as K-pop and Korean food is K-food, did anybody yes. ever refer to the Korean War as the K-War? And if they didn't, why not? Why not? <laughs> what, well, why did it take this long for someone to think, you know what? The word Korean is just way too long and hard to say. Let's just say k Okay, yeah. Let's uh, shorten it up. Let's get let's get some more time squeezed in here. Uh, are uh, they going to? How about North K or South K? North K or South K? Yeah, just kind of you know that makes that makes North Korea, which has been kind of a you know kind of a, a bad regime, it makes them seem friendly. It takes, it takes the edge off of of North K, North Korea. <laughs> yeah, I, and Kim Jong Kim Jong Un's handlers are saying, hey. We just made it glossy, baby. Don't worry. I would prefer to go to South K myself. Yes, uh, most one, people One would. thing's for sure, the word Korea is just way too long to say. 
Yeah. So we're saving time. That's All what we right. need to do here. Maybe we need to save time. The word of the year, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, is the word toxic. And their biggest example was you could be engaged in a toxic relationship. So toxic has become the word of the year, according to the Oxford English Dictionary. I'll be darned. I, I'd love to know more about uh, their process on how they decide the word of the year, because toxic, uh, th- that's been a word that's, you know, I'd say the peak popularity of that word was f- at least five years ago, maybe 10. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I just, inter- you, you know, you and I know with labels, they get bandied about so quickly so you know you could be engaged uh, in a relationship with somebody and then they tell you hey this is a toxic relationship and you're going hey that was kind of a quick appraisal but uh yeah so toxic so uh, i'm not sure if you should use the word more or just acknowledge that it's the word of the year if you have something that's toxic and korean is it k-toxic it's k-toxic it's k-toxic according to the <laughs> webster dictionary yeah hey, you know what, those people in that office need they need <laughs> they need a, a better they need some job descriptions or some new hires because i don't know what they're doing over there if this is their their revelation for 2021 is to change hey. the word korean to k and uh, the most popular word of the year is toxic uh, so I'm what's telling going, you. They, they have lost their minds over there they've lost their minds over there <laughs> You know, we always love when uh, sports heroes get involved with uh, different charity endeavors. There's a guy that plays for the Boston Bruins. He's a forward known as David Pasternak, and his nickname on the team is Pasta. His favorite meal before any of the Boston Bruins home games is always pasta, so they've released a product called Pasternak's Pasta, in conjunction with stop and go markets i love it and and Uh, make that stop and shop markets there we go the stop and shop markets so it's a it's a charity pasta at stop and shop markets uh convenience stores on in in the northeast i'm guessing around boston uh do we know where the money goes what charity is benefiting i'm sure he has his own foundation yeah it supports pediatric cancer research oh that is fantastic i would love so, to eat some cool. pasta and help out pediatric cancer research yes and it is stores in massachusetts connecticut and rhode island and of course he's using his star power with the boston bruins to promote that uh here's something interesting and you can get involved there's a man walking from la to new york city in a bear costume <laughs> this is not going to end well (laughs) for a lot of people no it's charitable my friend uh his name is bear son which is bear with s-u-n following and you can check out i am bearson on facebook he is uh he, he left la about 100 days ago and he's raised so far $8,500 for charity and plans to continue to walk on to New York City. And he's taking donations on his Facebook page. Yes. And uh, do we know who's benefiting f- from this ridiculous? We don't know how valid this is. Just looking at the charity landscape, a guy in a bear suit. 
I well, hey, tell I, me that's not tell me that's not trendsetting. My my gut reaction to this is to I I literally rolled my eyes and thought this is a bad idea because <laughs> motorists, if he's walking along a, a state road or a highway, uh, motorists will be distracted, possibly crash, sure. uh, or purposefully run over him. Because they're afraid of bears, a bear attack. They don't like bears. This is, I thought it was a bad idea, but now I'm coming around thinking, you know what? It's better than sitting on your couch on Facebook for six hours every day doing nothing. At least he's doing something. So he's, Here's a guy that's taken it upon himself to don the bear suit and put his feet on the ground. Now, I want to warn our listeners, don't take our broadcast here to heart. To the point that if you encounter a bear this week, don't automatically think it's this guy and walk up and hand him a $10 bill for his charity. It actually could be a bear, especially if you're camping. So please Let's take, say it's a real bear, yeah. Take proper precautions and don't just assume every bear walking down the highway is some guy from L.A. trying to raise money for charity. So when you have to tell the ranger how the bear attack began, you say, I was trying to give the guy a 10 spot. Yeah, and then I got mauled. Then I got mauled. It, it was serious. Uh, here, here's a, a, a shout-out and a good job to – a place known as the Bent County Correctional Facility. They're in Los Animas, Bent County, Colorado. And since 2018, they have created a food cooperative that helps hungry kids and people in need. They have shipped uh, this week their one millionth food package. You're kidding. That is a That is great. It's pretty amazing. This uh, particular program was created as a way for inmates to be able to learn job skills and give back to the community. That is uh, phenomenal, and I'm sure that uh, they're helping out more than just the people in Colorado. Uh, you know, I, I, I just hearing those numbers a million a million food packages. This has to be around the the. The Rocky Mountain area, the whole, you know, a five-state area, yes. possibly even the whole country. Yeah, they actually reach out to uh, quite a wide area, and uh, it's been very beneficial to the community and to the inmates that work on the program. So I thought that that was a great story. That is a good one. You know, you probably know this, Adam, though listening to the show might help. Insomnia is on the rise. You know, I, I did hear that. Uh, we touched on that maybe six months ago. Uh, I, it was COVID-related, wasn't it? Uh, what, what is the story yes. here now? Part of it is uh, there's a lot on people's minds in general that that's a given with uh, COVID. And then, of course, all the politicization. Oh, I, I'm not sure I said that properly. But all the politics uh, have caused a great deal of anxiety for most people that are been living through the pandemic. But the reason why researchers know that insomnia is on the rise, this is kind of interesting. Melatonin sales are up 42%. Okay. And and Google searches for the word insomnia have increased 200%. So just based on those two facts alone, researchers now know that uh, insomnia has become a real problem for our society. 
Now, how do you sleep at night? You know, I don't sleep too badly, but I think it's mostly just because I have a great deal of acceptance of what's going on and know that most of it's out of my control. But I know not everybody's mind works that way. I'm out as soon as I uh, hit the pillow. It's over. It's game over. And in fact, I, I, I hardly even wake up in the morning. Ah, <laughs> yes. Well, that's anybody that knows you well knows that. Uh, if you're listening, hey, I tried to, this, to talk to Adam at nine in the morning. Yeah, what happened? If, I didn't get a hold of him. If you're listening to the show right now and it's six a.m. in uh, your town, the, just know this this show was pre-recorded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have a figure. It does affect ten to fifteen uh, percent of adults in the United States pretty profoundly per the Cleveland Clinic, and that's based on just how awake you are because of insomnia. Part of the problem that they've tied to insomnia, Adam, is that uh, it has a direct correlation to the amount of sociability that you like to engage in so that insomnia may be contributing to another thing we've talked about on this show, the loneliness epidemic. That I can see how those things uh, would be connected. Yeah. So uh, interesting note that insomnia may be causing the loneliness problem, but the Sleep Foundation, and yes, the Sleep Foundation actually exists. You love to sleep so much, this might not be a, a you might be able to intern there. Adam. I, you know, I've heard about the Sleep Foundation. Uh, it's intriguing to me. I've pulled together my resume and sent it to the Sleep Foundation for research, <laughs> uh, especially if they want to know how someone sleeps in. <laughs> sure. I, I do like to sleep in. Interesting Ooh. stuff. Jay Baker, thank you so much. Uh, for our listeners, if you'd like to hear this show again, it's in podcast form on our website. In fact, all of our shows uh, dating back years are on the website adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.